Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Come on, G, kick it. Sunday night, November 6th. It's the Raptors podcast brought to you by tipofthetower.com. I'm Crystal Kranitz, and joining me is DeMar Grant, as always. We're going to break down what was a terrible, terrible night shooting for the Raptors. Um, man, what is it, 20? Jeez. It's an eyesore, man. Just 20% all around, pretty much from three. Um, if you can find somebody who made a three tonight, let me know. I feel like the last guy to make a three for this team was Mo Pete. It's been really that bad this year. Thoughts on this, DeMar? I mean, it's, um, man, it's just bad. <laughs> the Raptors haven't been playing very well for, like, the past couple games. Just DeMar, De- DeMar DeRozan's been hiding it a little bit. Yeah, they've been getting away with it. I mean, you look at this final score, it's 96-91, five-point loss. It's not that bad. Considering they went seven for 30 from three, which we've kind of became accustomed to now, It's I guess that's a silver lining, but it's not good. No, man, it's just like, they almost feel like uh, the Philadelphia, Philadelphia 76ers with Allen Iverson on the squad. Where he's just like scoring all the points, and everybody else on the defense, everybody else on the team just plays defense. That's what it feels like right now. That's what it looks like right now, to be honest. Are you saying Kyle Lowry's Eric Snow? He, he, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Man, he's better than Eric Snow for sure. But oh, of course. But there's some concerns with Kyle Lowry. I mean, three for ten from three tonight, five for sixteen from the field. It's taken him a while to find a shooting stroke. Clearly, he's passing the ball a lot more. I mean, 10 dimes. Yeah, he's in the assist, which is a good thing, at least. Yeah. He's still really important to what this team does, but I think the days of him kind of taking over games like what we saw last year and, you know, carrying the Raptors, it's not going to be as frequent as it was last year. I think this is a slow regression of Kyle Lowry. It's not slow right now. 
it's not. Well, slow. right now it's rapid, but I think I think it's going to slow down a bit. Yeah, I mean, you know, everybody regresses to the mean. You can even see DeRozan, you know, not scoring thirty points this game, unfortunately. But yeah, you know, maybe he'll his scoring will come back up. Three point shooting should come back up. It's hard. It's hard to just like forget how to shoot. So his points should come back up, but I don't think he's scoring like twenty five a game. It's probably going to be like eighteen a game this year. Well, I think DeRozan and Lowry are the least of our concerns, though, right? I mean, you can kind of bank on DeRozan being what he is we've seen this year. Lowry, we, we both agree. There's going to be some regression there. Damari Carroll, though, if we're going to talk about a real concern, um, is he coming back, or is this is this the end? Is this falling off a cliff? I mean, <laughs> let's, I'm let's starting to get a bit concerned. Let's all hope that it's the knee, right? Because he did at the beginning of the season, he said he was like at like seventy or eighty percent. So hopefully it's that, but uh, he hasn't said anything about that since the season started. Nor has Dwayne Casey, and uh, he's just looked like anything that he's put up in the air just it resembles a brick every time it touches the rim. Some of them aren't even close. <laughs> yeah, he's kind of like getting backboard, or it's just like it's hitting the square of the back of the rim. So, whoo. And that's, like, really uncharacteristic for Damari. He, he's a shooter. I mean, he misses some bad, but not this much. Like, there's a volume of bad shots now. Yeah. Can you guess his percentage from three right now? Oh, it's probably... I'll say 16%, 17%, maybe. Oh, man. Okay, it's not that bad. I know, 20, I know. 20, 20 some, probably 24, 25. 26.9. So 26.9, okay. Yeah. That's, that's bad. That's, like, worse than Josh Smith. It's not when, very DeMar When, when Josh Smith was playing. DeMar is usually hovering around, what, low 30s, mid 30s? Yeah. That's like, that's considered poor for him. Yeah. So, so 27, 26% is like abysmal overall, overall. <laughs> for anybody. Who, Russell Westbrook shoots 29%, and everybody's like, he should never shoot threes. So. Well, Dwayne Casey did say, and the Raptors did say this throughout the offseason, that it's going to take DeMar some time to get back into the swing of things. So, are we overreacting a bit here, or, or is this fair? I feel like it's fair. It's twenty-seven percent, though. Like you know, if he was gonna, let's say, he, like he was shooting in the, in the mid thirties last year, right? And let's say he's having like a bit of a problem like this year, he shouldn't be. It shouldn't have dropped like ten percentage points. It's like it shouldn't be that big of a deal if he's put, if he's able to play. His percentage shouldn't fall this far. All right, here sample size is still small. So we can't get too worried about that. But something we both noticed was when Damari Carroll shoots off the dribble, or when he dribbles, period, it's just, it hasn't looked good this year. Oh, we, man. We basically, we found what he's looking like. He's basically our Danny Green. He's right. the Raptors Danny Green, where if he doesn't set his feet and shoot the ball right off a pass, it gets ugly, and it gets ugly in a hurry. Right, yeah. So <clears throat> when it comes to, like, when... He receives the ball as like with zero dribbles, he shoots 33%, and then with one dribble, he shoots 50%, and then two dribbles, shoots 20%. So it's like his shooting has absolutely no consistency now. Which, I mean, when you watch him play, it's fitting, right? But the first couple games there, anytime he did dribble the ball, it was bad. Yeah. In terms of his shooting, like the numbers were not what they were now. Like one dribble, 50%, that was at what? Thir- I, I recall it was at like the mid 30s. And if you look at his previous season, he's right around there. So, I mean, that's the concerning part. Is this, is he literally just a D and 3 player where he's going to defend the perimeter and just shoot spot-up threes now? 
Yeah. I mean, if he's not even shooting the spot-up three well anymore, so he's kind of just, like, a D player. And now the the Raptors, like, lineup has just become, like, D, and then their three, like, stars are the only people that create points. And then they don't even... They kind of they use Valanchunas, and then they stop using him, and then they use him again, and then they stop using him again. So I don't I don't even know what to say about him anymore. Well, he's day to day with a knee injury. I mean, it's nice to see them give him some rest. Um, I don't think that's something they would have done in previous years. But is are you concerned at all with that? The knee, eh, not that, not really. I mean, he should be back in a couple. The next game is on Wednesday, so I would kind of yeah. I think he'll him. be back. I think we'd be back for for Wednesday. If not, he'll be back for the game after that. It's not that big yeah. of a deal. Okay, to get back on Tamari Carroll, though, with him playing so poorly, does this not mean more minutes for Norman Powell and Terrence Ross? Yes! Who quite good. Yes! More Powell. <laughs> all all hail uh, leader Norm. It's going to be wow. awesome. Dude, he's going to be back. He's going to be back. He's playing like uh, nine minutes. I think he's played nine minutes for the past two games. And Terrence Ross has been tearing it up, man. The team yeah, Terrence Ross has looked really good. He's the team's leading three-point shooter still. I was about to say that. <laughs> like, no complaints on Terrence, man. Yeah, which is, you know, we're in bizarro zone. Because everybody's like this inconsistent mess. And he's like, yeah, I'm just going to shoot threes and, and mid-range twos and dunk it. And it's on top awesome. of that, he has confidence in his shot. And people would always rip him for being inconsistent, kind of hesitant, Sure, he might be a bit inconsistent, but he's got confidence now. Yeah, now he's just gunning them, man. If he's open, he's shooting it. He doesn't even think about it, which is the shooter's mentality. You need that's what he needs to have, and I'm finally happy that he's adopting that. You know, because he used to like you used to lose that confidence real fast, and he would only shoot like he would shoot ten shots a game or ten shots for a game, and then it would shrink to like three if he missed the first two. In the next game, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I. I'm cool with him playing more minutes. Him and Norman Powell. I think they both have to play more minutes until Tamari Carroll figures things out. I'm not saying put Tamari Carroll on the bench, but, you know, might be getting to that point. <laughs> yeah, which is um kind of bad for like the way Casey runs the team because he loves the second unit. and he likes The second running, unit's been awesome. And he likes r- running that Lowry plus second unit lineup. So if he's, you know, Damari Carroll isn't part of the second unit right now. <laughs> and he's a... Uh, not like the best scorer on the team as we're seeing. So if if he wants to run that Lowry and bench unit, then it's not really gonna work. And then that would mean like if he's gonna include those players from the current bench unit into the next into the next iteration of whatever that is, that would mean like De- Demari Carroll's playing even less minutes because he's not included into that uh not our death lineup, but our, our Lowry special. <laughs> he's so he's, so he would be playing less even less minutes because Norman Powell and Terrence Ross would be getting more minutes to play that specific lineup plus playing in the starting lineup. Okay, let me ask you this then: If Demari Carroll sits out for a few games, who do you insert in the starting lineup? Norman Powell or Terrence Ross? Assuming that Casey wants to keep the second line the second lineup in relatively similar fashion to what it is now, probably would Powell. you not put yeah Powell right because he doesn't. Look, He's playing Powell in these like weird stints where it's like at the very end of the second quarter he'll play him, and then he won't play the third quarter, and then he'll come in and play like the entire fourth quarter. It's almost like he doesn't trust them, which is weird because he was the person that saved their playoff series, and and he was really good against Paul George, right? So why wouldn't you be able to trust that person, especially when he's shooting 40, when he was shooting forty percent from range, 
and this team needs three-point shooting. Yeah, I feel like Norman Powell could actually help the first unit. Yeah, me too. Plus the defense. He's basically what we want Damari Carroll to be, but like three inches shorter. Actually, six yep. inches shorter. Well, when Damari figures things out or gets healthier, whatever it may be, he's a very vital piece to what the Raptors do. In the meantime, though, I mean, if it's not health, then what is it? Yo, he's getting old. <laughs> is that, Come on. Is, I mean, that. <laughs> he's going to blame it on Father Time right away. <clears throat> he's 30. He's going to be turning 31 next year. I don't know. People, you just get, that's what happens. You know, you lose, you lose your legs when you get older. You know, you lose a step when you get older. You can't jump as high when you get older. So you just, you know, you get worse as you get older. I just think it could, it could just be age. Could be the knee issue. It's at the beginning of the season, so people are going to be like small sample size, but it is an issue, and I think it might be his age catching up to him. All the same things Kyle Lowry suffers from, apparently. Yeah. Or how, could. How about them apples? <laughs> like right? They're the same age, and they're both having the same type of uh, regression, right? Or the same type of downturn in their in their stats. For now. I do feel like Lowry's not going to fall off a cliff like Carroll is. But there is reason for some concern there, too, in my opinion. A lot of fans don't like hearing that, but... You know? Yeah, you know, when, when they're down with a player, they're down for them for life. Like whenever, like Lowry is, it's like people are defending Lowry, Lowry to the grave right now. I remember when Junkyard Dog was on this team, they would defend him to the grave, even though like you know they're not playing so well right now. This nobody's nobody's willing to criticize them. <laughs> Dude, when, when Toronto fans take a liking to a player, they will go to war for this guy. But when they turn their back on him, it's a wrap. That, that player might as well not even show a face in the city. <laughs> it's crazy. I, I have a feeling. It, I have a feeling it has like roots in in hockey culture, where like if you if you're on a team, like most hockey players can play for a long time. Like we were talking about it before, where Yamir Yager is still playing, and he's in his forties. <laughs> so you can you can kind of afford you can kind of afford to hitch your wagon to a, a hockey player for a very long period of time. I feel like. People are kind of doing that with basketball, and like you can't do that with basketball because eventually you, you start to fall off in basketball. I think where you'll see that comparison drawn in basketball, at least for the Raptors, would be Lowry's going to get over $30 million. I mean, Steven Adams, Gobert, you look at some of the recent contracts that have been handed out, it basically indicates that Lowry is easily getting 30 probably in the range of $35 million a year. Then the criticism will start to pick up a bit on him, in my opinion. That's for the but the fans love him. I don't know how much does the front office love him. I don't know, man. It's a big crossroads this year. It'll be interesting to see how it plays out. The season's so small; it's still so young. But I feel like come the All Star break, this will be a very real discussion. Okay, I'm ready to have it. Fair to say or no? I mean, I think it is, man. Because you know, you don't get to being the GM of a team by like paying respects and sentiment to a specific player. It's like Dwayne Wade left the Heat. You know, LeBron James left the Heat. You don't pay for past performance, and you yeah. don't hand out lifetime achievement award contracts, right? Like you, you want to win games. Yeah, unless you're Dirk. Yeah, unless you're Dirk. <laughs> but well, much. the Mavs still think they can build around him, so but yeah, no like, more. Paul Pierce left. <laughs> Kevin Garnett left. Ray Allen left. Like they leave when when the GM thinks like they're not capable of performing to uh, the liking. They just they trade you or they don't resign you. Like, you love them. Boston loved Paul Pierce. 
sort of. But they love KG for sure. And they, they love Paul Trey. Pierce, man. Paul Pierce grew up there. I was like, that's where we saw the evolution of Paul Pierce. Right. But so they loved them, but you know, eventually they got traded because they're like, you know, there are better ideas and there's a different way to becoming another great team. I agree. I agree. I mean, before we get too uh, off track with the Kyle Lowry falling off a cliff or whether to keep him or let him go next season, what about this Raptors front court? It looked pretty good. I mean, the rookies, Pascal, Jakob, they don't look like rookies. Yeah, they don't. I mean, uh, Pirtle does a little bit. Or Pirtle, sorry. We still have that issue. Uh, Pirtle, <laughs> yeah. He still looks good. He was kind of he was playing pretty good against pretty well against Marcus Cousins, you know, in the post. I think Cousins drew has like five fouls by the end of that game. So there was a but, bit, there was a couple times where he was just like getting beat off the dribble because he's crowding he's crowding Cousins and underestimating his speed. But other than that, it was pretty good defense. I think there's one area that you're gonna pick on with Pirtle here. It's the Washington game. Anytime they got him in a pick-and-roll situation, John Wall will go right at him. Um, he's quick. You know, he's got quick feet. But, man, he got destroyed by John Wall on any P&R situation. Yeah, straight to the rim. And Every has, time. He has an Without hesitation. I think I don't know if it's John Wall or Pirtle, but I think it's probably a combination of both. But, like, he's just, like, flummoxed by, like, creative finishes around the rim. You know, like, those... It's either high off the glass or up and under or, like, reverse underneath the rim. He's just, like, not able to get there. And that's kind of, you know, he's a rookie, so he'll learn about that. But that is, a that is like, a bit of a flaw in his game right now where he's just, like, not capable of, like, understanding the complexities of layups underneath the rim. It's okay. Well, aside from that, I mean, he's looked pretty damn good. Yeah. Other than that, like, he's, good, he's a good post defender, which is awesome because that's usually not something that you get from rookies. It's typically the opposite. Okay, give me your thoughts on Pascal Siakam. I, what do you... I love him. What do you... <laughs> <laughs> Essentially, you were, you were kind of... How did he use it? Essentially, it was something we've been discussing off I, the air for a little bit. I love him. Um, I wish they were using him more at center. They used him at center this, this game, which was awesome, because he got a, like a block out of it. But, you know, he's great. They don't use him in transition... I don't think they know that he can jump, <laughs> so they never throw him alley-oops. I think Kyle Lowry threw him a couple. One of them was, like, crazily off, like, it was off the point, but he still made, he still scored on it. But, like, in transition, you'll see him just, like, beat everyone down the floor, and nobody throws him the pass. I, th- I, post- I posted a Twitter about it with Kojo, and uh, he just completely missed him. I don't get it. Do you do you have any idea what's happening there? Why they don't throw him that lob pass? I wish I had a good reason. I really don't. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's so open that it's like, why wouldn't you throw it, right? Yeah. So, just, I feel ahead. like they don't trust Pascal on the offense sometimes. Yeah, because he only he has that mid range jumper. <laughs> Wait, they don't really let him shoot. I mean, it's not that it's not that effective. That's the reason I mean, why. yeah, it's not great. You got to let him shoot it. Yeah, he has to shoot it because, like, the teams will just leave him alone. Look, it's not even about throwing, like, the lob there either, too. I just went back and rewatched it again. It's They can easily throw a quick pass and just hit him in stride. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's at least four to six points a night he can get at a straight hustle. Yeah. Just outrunning guys down the floor. And there's, um, I don't know if it's being set in your ways or not trusting him, but there's this, like, there's this disconnect between 
they just see him as the rookie on the team. So, like, everybody else is, like, doing things around him, and he just happens to be on the court with them. So he doesn't really get, like, the proper looks most of the time. I, yeah, I got nothing to say with that either. I mean, I feel like that's <laughs> spot on. I hate saying that because it just feels like you're just, like, just blindly agreeing with what's said, but it's true. I, I feel like once they get to know how to not even use him, I just feel like once he gets more comfortable with the Raptors and the team and a little more chemistry, because they've never played together, right? Preseason, training camp, that's a different beast. Playing in a real game, I mean, you can't emulate that. I don't you think can he... come close, but still. Do you think he gets any run with uh, like the starters during practice? He must now, though, right? Yeah, he has to. He has to. How could he not? Well, I was thinking like at the beginning of the season, he probably wasn't. He's probably running with the bench squad impact practice against the starters. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, because uh, Sullinger was still lingering around there. Although he wasn't practicing much, so I feel like this wasn't a secret. The Raptors knew all along that Pascal was going to be their guy. Okay. So... You know, they should be looking for those lobs. I'm just saying, man. I will continue to harp on it on Twitter. <laughs> He's very athletic, too. I mean, the way he gets up and down. I mean, he doesn't have the verticality of Patrick Patterson, but, you know, he's got some actual vertical to him. <laughs> yeah, Patrick Patterson's definitely ha- has verticality down. Isn't he leading the team in blocks? Yeah, one per game. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the most, One of the most underrated defensive players on the Raptors. What do you make of his shooting woes, though? Defensively, we can all agree Patterson's very valuable. Shooting-wise, though, he's hurting the first. He's hurting the offense. I don't know, man. His inconsistency is just has plagued him. Not really just this year. Most of his you know career, sort of. Like he never he hits the threes where it's like the second quarter where they're up by like five, three threes up, threes down. But when it's fourth quarter and the Raptors are down by two and there's like two minutes left in the game, it just never goes in. Never. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, you know, it, in the aggregate, he's an above-average three-point shooter, but, like, in those clutch situations, it feels like it never goes in. Okay, but it's not just him. Can anybody on this team make an open look? DeMar DeRozan does sometimes from the corner. No, no, I'm talking three. I'm talking over three. DeMar DeRozan steps in with that FU analytics too, like literally a foot inside the line every time. Right. It's it's money, but at the same time, it's like, dude, just shoot the three. Yeah, I don't. I do you don't think know. he's aware of that when he does it, or do you think he just subconsciously just shoots the ball without he caring? He just shoots the ball, man. I don't think he's worried about the line on the court. He's the Kobe De Bryant. Doesn't give a damn. <laughs> he's you know he's definitely transformed this year. Yep. Like he's hidden, he's hidden. It's his prime. He's in his stride. He's got his money. He's got his gold medal. He's got his fiance. Uh, you're missing one thing here. Got his kids. <laughs> no, you're missing one thing still. What? He has a colossal chip on his shoulder from being ranked 46 in Sports Illustrated. Oh, okay. Yeah, that too. You know, that's okay. Dude, <laughs> it came up. It came up a few times post games when even JV went around. He's like, not bad for ranked 46 and shit. That's. I think it definitely sticks in the back of his mind as he's playing throughout this season. He's out to prove that wrong. Great for him. Great for us. You know, that leads him to... Great for us. <laughs> that leads him to being the league's scoring leader right now. By a point five. Yeah. We'll take it. We'll take it. <laughs> 33.7 points per game for DeMar DeRozan. And he's looking good doing it, man. The mid-range is cash. Cash is an understatement. Can he keep it up, though? And I 
I watch him shoot these mid-ranges, and some of them, he's making a lot of contested shots. So I feel like there's bound to be a bit of regression. But he's a bad um, shot maker. That's his thing. Yeah, it's so weird how he just makes it work constantly. There are a few people, like very few players in the league that are like that. It's like him, Jamal Crawford, uh, Kobe Bryant when he was still playing, J- uh, Nick Young. <laughs> Nick Young. <laughs> Swaggy P. This, uh, yeah, exactly. So there's just like... He just happens to be one of those players that are bad shot makers. Him and, like, Joe Johnson and stuff like that. I don't... You can't... It's just him, you know? He's... There There are things that he's exploiting in the defense. Like, even though he's shooting the shot over somebody, like, he's just... When he shoots, he's jumping as high as he can. Just like Russell Westbrook, where their shot is kind of flat, but that's because they're using all of their explosiveness in the jump to get the elevation, so they kind of kind of just, like, shoot it forwards. So, he's over the top. He's shooting over the top of his defender, so he's not really getting contested. But, you know, it takes a lot of energy to do that. I don't know if he can sustain it. I don't know if he can either. I feel like he's going to get to the free throw line a bit more than what we're seeing now. Um, I know he's getting there almost eight times a game right now, but I feel like he could get even more some nights. Because with his ability to get to the mid-range, to shoot the mid-range and then drive to the cup, Sometimes when he's driving to the cup, man, he's making these hard shots and he's not getting calls. Mm-hmm. I feel like he's going to start getting more calls now that he's becoming this prolific scorer. It sounds so so corny, but the NBA is a star-driven league and star players get star player calls. Who's to say DeRozan's not going to start getting some of those? Hey, man, all he has to do is stay the league-leading scorer for a little bit longer and then I think he'll actually develop that reputation. The so, thing, what? I was to say, so what? Ten attempts, ten attempts tonight. I feel yeah. like that could, like, realistically happen for, for a good yeah. stretch. Yeah, that's very realistic for him. Uh, yeah, should ten free throw free throws a night, and all he has to do is just like continue to do what he's doing right now, scoring. He loves to score, so I don't think that's an issue for him. He's uh, scoring at a ridiculous <laughs> clip too, like tie Michael Jordan. For five, the record he had there. I mean, that speaks volumes. Do you think he's going to be the league leader this year? I said before the season started, he'd finish in the top five. I don't think he'll be the league leader because I just feel like Westbrook's just going to—he's just going to keep scoring. Like, who's really going to stop Westbrook on Oklahoma City from scoring every night? I mean, what other teammate is he going to pass to, or is he going to like just take the ball from him as an alpha male? Nobody. Whereas the Raptors, you got Lowry, JV. There's more mouths to feed. That's just why I think Westbrook will lead the league in scoring. Yeah. I think DeRozan will be, what, top three? Okay. Top four? So it'd be I him, think... Westbrook. So now you got to choose. Oh, we can throw a bunch <laughs> of names. So now you got to choose. I love that. So now you have to choose. I'm not selling my Kevin Durant stock. Oh. I still think he's going to be up there. Not even Steph Curry. Okay. I think both of them. I was going to say Steph next. Yeah, okay. I just feel like the Warriors, you know, yes, I know, I know. Their bench is not deep. We heard it already. More reason for Steph and Kevin Durant to fill it up. Yeah, you got to outscore them to win. Yeah, like even Kawhi. Idea. Man, Kawhi's putting up some really good numbers, too. There's a lot of good players that can fill this cup up. And how can we forget? James Harden? Mm-hmm. Like, there's another guy right there. So there's some tough company for DeRozan to kind of stay within this top five. But I feel like he'll hover around it all year. Yeah. You know, the word. It- the Warriors need that center, like that defense, or they're going to have to just outscore players or outscore teams. And the Raptors also need a center, man. So tell me about, tell me how we get Nerlens Noel. 
<laughs> Tell me how we do it. <laughs> the recent, well, do we even what do we call this now? Do we call it a recent trade rumor, a revisited trade rumor, or we just call it like a, a monthly occurrence where Nolan's Noel is literally rumored to the Raptors? I feel like people get bored and they just start a Raptors rumor, and like what they used to do with Kenneth Fareed, they literally just throw Nolan's Noel's name out there. Yeah, now it's just like it's, it's turned into like, kind of a joke. There's just like a list of players. It's like Nolan's Noel on Mondays. On uh, Wednesdays, we're going to do DeMarcus Cousins. On Thursdays, we're going to do KD. On Fridays, we're going to do Paul Millsap. Ooh, Millsap. <laughs> okay, okay. Let's do Friday. Let's do Friday. <laughs> um, as for Noel, though, what is reportedly being like asked? This <clears throat> What the Sixers are reportedly asking for him? It's a lot, man. Corey Joseph in a first? Or Terrence Ross in a, in a pick? Like, if I'm the Raptors, I don't know if I'm going to do that. See, if Kyle Lowry was still playing the way he was playing last year, it doesn't hurt that bad to make that 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 swap. But you know, uh, Wright is still injured, so then we'd be down what? to we'd be down to Van Fleet, bro. Yeah, I feel like Delon Wright's the key to all this. If the Raptors are very confident that he can develop into this viable backup point guard behind Lowry, maybe Corey Joseph is a bit expendable. I know Toronto fans have an attachment to him because he's from here. You know, he left San Antonio to come here. There's there's so many different narratives of, as to why you could love a hometown guy like him. But at the same time, is he worth a player like Nunez Noel? It depends on there's even varying uh varying opinions on Noel. Some people think he's like, ah, you know, he could be like a Bismack Biondo, Biombo, Tyson Chandler type and then somebody like I don't know if he's good. Like, what does he do? <laughs> you know what I mean? I feel like he's Tyson Chandler with a bit more offensive upside. But at the same time, like, how are his knees? That's true. And that's a he's, problem with centers. Yes, a recurring problem. One that's going to be long-term for him especially. His surgically repaired left knee is already swelling up again right now. Um, he's supposed to be doing rehab in Alabama. He was at a concert this past weekend. So Sixers fans were pissed about that, but... You know, kids are going to be kids, I guess, right? <laughs> boys will be boys. <laughs> he's not going to stop living, you know? Right? I mean, he's probably oh. had those concert tickets for a little bit. doesn't matter. He should be going to rehab. Uh, <laughs> I love those fans. Yeah. Stop, <laughs> stop life. Go rehab every rehab, minute. Yeah, rehab for the rest of your life until you get back from the court. Or they see him walking around. They're like, he's fine. See, he can walk. Like, mm-hmm. well... No oh, shit. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, the knee issue is, I think it's a real concern, like a genuine concern. Yeah, especially because he depends on his athleticism in his in his defense. So I don't know if I would make that trade, man. It's, it'd be hard, I'd be hard-pressed to make a trade like that. If you know. were to make it, what would you give up? I don't even want to trade Terrence Ross right now because he's playing well. So I would probably, and Corey Joe. Can, I'd probably probably trade Corey Joseph. Maybe the draft pick. I don't know what I would get for my dude. But the team already has a bunch of centers now, and they're starting to play well. So maybe I wouldn't make the trade at all. Probably wouldn't make that trade. That's like my, literally what I was going to say. My default answer to most trades is like, nah, nah, nah. Like, and then I'd have to reason it out, and then I'd have to like look at my lineup, and then I'd look at my minute distribution, see what would happen. And for this one, it just doesn't pass like the smell test. You know, it's like... Got a bunch of centers already. Yeah, for me, I mean, I look at how well Portal and or Pirtle and Siakam are playing, and then JV's gonna obviously play more minutes this year. 
there's just a better rotation up front in terms of that, and Sullinger is eventually going to come back as well, unless they feel like he's not going to come back, and this is why they're going after Noel. But assuming Sullinger's coming back at some point, that's four solid bodies up front down the stretch and, in the front court. And Noel doesn't shoot. Yeah, I was going to say, he doesn't shoot. I was I was going to eventually get to that point as well. He doesn't shoot. He's really just a banger underneath that's real thin, has knee issues. So unless we're giving up something like a first-round pick and a combination of either Bebe, DeLon Wright, or Bebe, DeLon Wright, Bruno, like, unless we're low-balling them with something, you know? Bruno, he's two years away, right? I mean, they got to take him. Unless it's something like that, like a low-ball offer, it's a no-go. This is supposed to be building on potential right now, right? 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 <laughs> They can afford to gamble on Bruno. Yeah, they can afford to gamble on Bruno, right? Right? That's a Sam Hinkie move. Uh, Hashtag trust the process. Rip in peace, Sam Hinkie. Right? (laughs) (laughs) Sam Hinkie's literally going to haunt that team, though. You know what? Joel Embiid's nickname is The Process. So he's already haunting it. (laughs) Good. (laughs) Anytime Joel Embiid makes a basket... Joel the Process Embiid. That's an awesome nickname, by the way. Yeah, it is. And this is like the NBA is kind of devoid of good nicknames right now. So the process is great. Slim Reaper was awesome too, but he rejected it. Yeah. Okay. What's the best nickname then in the NBA? It would have been Slim Reaper, by far. Really? By far. Can you even think of one that is as good as that? There's one that was like always a personal fave of mine, but the player's not in the league anymore. Tim Duncan, the big fundamental. I always thought that was awesome. Um, but like Paul Pierce is gone, and the truth is gone. You know, Shaq yeah, he's D- not really that no more. Shaq Diesel's gone. You know, we got the big tickets gone. All the good nicknames are gone, man. What about Boogie? Boogie's a good nickname too. Did we put that up there. Yeah, but that's about it. like. That's I know. It. I'm really trying to like think right now. Zebo. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, Zebo. Now we're just now we're just stretching. <laughs> well, hold on, Swaggy P. Swaggy P is easily the best one. That one's controversial, man. For for yeah, it it's, for, it's really for controversial. Us, for young people, Swaggy P is a great nickname. For people that yeah. are above thirty, they're just like, I don't understand it. They think it's a joke. I love <laughs> it though. They always mock them. <laughs> like Swaggy P, what the hell is that? Neither his Make name. A three. Neither of his names have a P in it, which is I awesome. know none of them. <laughs> <laughs> it's the most random nickname ever. <laughs> it's great. I love it, man. Whoever told him it was a good idea, banished. Which is everybody, because, you know, if you have an entourage and somebody's like, yo, don't don't name yourself that, you'd be like, the heck out of my entourage. You can't. There's actually no point. You're uninvited from the golf course tonight. <laughs> Whoa, golf course? <laughs> you think Swaggy Pete's in the golf course? Yeah. Maybe not right now. Maybe not during the season. But he's probably hitting the golf course. Maybe mini cart. Okay, okay. I can see some mini cart action. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Swaggy Hold P. on. Did you just picture Swaggy P on a golf course, though? I'm trying to picture that in my head still. <laughs> it's not happening, man. You just show up like a Cameron <laughs> pink golf tee. Yep. Some like white Air Forces. Uh-huh. It's not happening. It's not happening. Oh man, I would pay to see his swing. If that's like some Charles Barkley swing, (laughs) I'll watch that all day. Put him and Charles together in a pair, and then find two other guys. Put Shaq in there too. Put him in a foursome. Let's get him out there. Best ball. Uh, I'd be all for that. Man, the the league is going 
in the cor- the correct direction, man. When we have a nickname like Swaggy P in the league. Oh man! What's the best, what's the best rapper's nickname of all time? We're gonna end up with this because we've gone way off the rails. <laughs> the best Raptors nickname. Is it not JYD Junkyard Dog? I yeah. feel like that's the best one. Yeah, that's a great one. And then that's it. Mo right. Pete is kind of a nickname, sort of it's a shortening of names. Mighty Mouse. Mighty Damon Mouse Sonmar. for Damon uh, Mars is good. Hmm. What else? What else? What else? I'm trying to think. Norman Powell's nickname is Mr. Serious. It's pretty fitting. Yeah, and then... I'm a fan of K-Lo. I mean, Kyle Lowry over everything. I'm mm-hmm. a fan of that. It's, yeah, it's okay. It's not bad. What else is there? How how much do you buy into the big science? <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> Yo, Drake has not shown up to a Raptors game yet. But he was courtside at the Lakers-Warriors uh, well, game. Well, yeah, man. He's, oh my goodness. What is going on? Is he He's showing up to the OVO game, right? Yeah, I think he has to. Well, does he have to? Like, does he really have to? All I know is our over under is looking real good right now on this. <laughs> it's going well under. <laughs> Sidebar: mm-hmm. Will he show up when the Warriors come here to Toronto? Of course. I bet yeah, you that's so going to be an OVO game too. Ooh, I don't. I don't. Idea. I don't know that for sure, but I wouldn't be surprised if it was. I won't be surprised either. I feel like that makes sense. You know, with the whole we're trying to still pitch to KD. It makes sense, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, see, see, what day is it? <laughs> is it what is it? Thursday? We're already on KD rumors. <laughs> it's too easy sometimes. It's too easy. You know what's coming up that day? They're gonna ask him after the game. What do you think about the atmosphere? You know, all the LeBron type questions, and he's gonna be like, "Oh, it's great." Don't forget, guys, he's on a one-year contract. I feel like I need to bring that up every time. But he's and if he, dabs, if he dabs Drake before the game, you know, that means he really likes Toronto. We'll <laughs> <laughs> try to read way too much into everything. I love it. I mean, that's what the that's what's going to happen to the Warriors this year anyway. And anything they do is going to be scrutinized, like, through a microscope. Every single thing. Who, gets, who gives dab to who? Who's hugging who? Who's showing up to somebody's, like... Uh, Tupperware parties, like Tupperware parties. Oh my god, it's the nineties. <laughs> all that crap. Whoever's showing up to whose parties, who's in whose Snapchat, who's in whose Instagram, you know, who's going to the club with who, all that stuff. But speaking of giving that, what did you think of Durant and Westbrook before the game? There, Westbrook, like, it kind of looked like Durant wanted to hail him up, and then Westbrook was just kind of like not having no, any of it. No, He's just, mm, no thanks. <laughs> I love it, man. Westbrook is. Westbrook, just by being himself, is kind of just fueling this fire, right? With this fire of, like, there should, you know, KD has denied that there's any sort of hard feelings or rivalry or anything like that, but... Westbrook's butthurt, man. There's no way he isn't. You could see it on his face. I love the commercial. Now I do what I want. And he just gets to, like, do whatever he wants on the court. Try to dunk on some... He try to dunk on everybody, and then he's, like, out here blocking shots in the game. It's outrageous. Yeah, he can do what he wants, but I think KD definitely made the right choice. I mean, you watch that game, you see him looking around like, see, now you see why I left? You see why I left? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. The Warriors. Somehow, again, we always fall on the Warriors at the end of the pod. That's because we're going to start doing an, an NBA pod. We're going to do literally once a week 
we'll, we'll figure out a clever name for it. It'll be like, what, around the association? Something. But we have to do something where we can just talk once a week about anything other than the Raptors. We happen to do it on every pod, so we might as well do it. That's kind of like our uh, unofficial official announcement, if mm-hmm. that makes sense. And it's, you know, it's also an announcement that we made like two podcasts ago, but those have all fallen into the void. <laughs> yeah, that's serious, serious technical difficulties through... Do we even call this a recording program at this point? It's been an albatross, abomination. <laughs> Everything that we record comes out like staticky or like the sound is just completely off. So yeah, we were thinking it's an encoding issue, so we're trying to recording it on a different machine right now, basically, and see yeah, what well, happens. Well, my MacBook died. R.I.P. Baby. Um, I had to use this old dinosaur HP computer here, and it hasn't been too friendly with the coding, so. Yeah, so it's just, we're not doing it on my computer. We'll see how it happens, see how it works. You'll know it, that it worked if this podcast goes up. <laughs> yeah, if you're hearing this, you know, it's not too late. It's really <laughs> and, not too late. And everything went well. But yeah, yeah. We, this is this would technically be episode three of this season. Yeah, which is... Uh, we're going to be banging out a lot of episodes coming up, so get ready. <laughs> yeah. On that note, though, I think we'll wrap this up tomorrow. I mean, we've gone way off the rails already, the usual. Yeah, yeah. I mean that that's a the NBA season is too it's too vibrant to just talk about one team for like an hour. It really is because this year in particular, there's so many storylines. Yeah, you got the Raptors. Are they going to be better? What about Kyle Lowry? Is he resigning? And then the Cavs is like, are they going to do it again? The Warriors. Kevin Durant is the chemistry okay? What happened to that? Harrison Barnes in Dallas. How terrible can the Knicks be? Um, the Jazz. <laughs> how good can they be? I'm not done with the Knicks, man. Derrick Rose. Derrick Rose, the cancer. Does can he play defense ever again? How many minutes will Thawmaker play? You know, like there's just there's so much here. Actually, we should do that when we talk about the uh, around the association podcast or whatever we're gonna call it. We should touch on all the Canadian players too each week. That'd probably be a lot of fun to do. Yeah, Tristan Thompson dunking on people in uh in Philadelphia. Yeah, man, that was brutal. <laughs> Yo, man, <laughs> he literally I, baptized him. <laughs> the Cavs look like they're um. They're just gliding by everybody right now. Still undefeated, low key. Yeah, that is, everybody at the, that is the something gym. that is low key. Is that they're undefeated? Nobody's talking about the Cavs. Absolutely nobody. nobody. Well, I mean, everybody at the gym that just opened near my house has already told me, Cavs are winning it all. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really don't have to watch anymore. Um, the Warriors are going to be a bust. They're not making it out of the West. Apparently, the Spurs have the West locked up. So that's the talk around the gym right now. You know, it's a good laugh. <laughs> I get a, I get a good LOL every time I hear this stuff. The Their things change ridiculous. They change from set to set. It's awesome. The gym is the best place for the casual fan. Just get the sample of it. Obviously, I'm bringing a gym update each week. Obviously. I'm going to tell you what you guys are. Hot take, <laughs> hot take central in there. It's awesome. <laughs> you know, we're obviously not casual fans because we do a podcast and we write about basketball. But It means we're big time, apparently. Right. With <laughs> <laughs> a casual fan, like, their, their takes on uh, basketball, awesome. It's pretty interesting just to get to... It's just more. It's it's more uh, staunch opinions rather than staunch. what we have. All yeah. right, you're gonna de- if you're gonna beat around the bush, here, I'll say it straight up. You need some patience when you hear some of this stuff. <laughs> I'll be blunt. You need some patience, man, because some of their opinions are like, wait a minute, have you seen anything to do with the league this year at all? Never forget Jimmy and uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo is better than Kevin Durant. Yeah, he's better than Kevin Durant. We we that literally is- have a friend named Jimmy, and he thinks. Yeah, Kumpo is better than Kevin Durant. Love you, Jimmy. 
Now, you know what he's going to say now, eh? He's going he's to ask to come on and literally just tell us why the combo is better than Durant. <laughs> he's going to demand to defend his opinion. Oh, uh, I don't know, Jim, Jimmy. Jimmy, I don't know. Jimmy might have to stay. Just like he might become our like nameless uh, casual fan companion that we do know in real life. <laughs> And see pretty much every day. <laughs> if we brought Jimmy on, it'd be a three-hour segment. It'd literally be a three-hour show of Jimmy going off with and basketball he would, opinions. You would be the only person talking. Yeah, the whole time. <laughs> Might not even take a breath. <laughs> you think I'm kidding? <laughs> oh, I love it, man. Oh, man. <laughs> His rants are awesome, but... Yeah, so... I think that'll wrap it up, this episode of the Raptors podcast here for us. As always, you can follow us on Twitter and Facebook at Tip of the Tower. You can follow myself on Twitter at Crystal Kranitz. You can follow Damar on Twitter at Damar J. Grant. And if you like what you're hearing, guys, please subscribe to us on iTunes and SoundCloud. And leave us a review for that matter. We always appreciate reviews and information or tidbits on how we can get better. Or even if you like the show, just let us know. We always love to read stuff from the fans. Um, emails, when the games are going on, hit us up on Twitter. We're always looking to talk basketball, too. Tomorrow. I don't think there's anything else I got out of there. I mean, we're back. Yeah, we're, we're officially back. Time, for the third time, we're back. <laughs> it's actually frustrating to mention now how many times we try to do this. The third so, time, you're back, baby. We're back. We're back. We're about <laughs> ten games. We're what? Six games into the season, but we're back. <laughs> the season starts now. Yeah, officially. All right, guys. Enjoy. We'll see you again this week. Take care. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Did you know that most vitamin D3 supplements come from sheep's wool? I'm Kat, founder of Ritual. We're making traceability the new standard for the supplement industry. When I was pregnant, I couldn't find a multivitamin I could trust, so I created my own. Ours is made traceable, third-party tested, and clean label project certified. Oh, and our vitamin D3? It comes from sustainably harvested lichen from England, not sheep. Trace for yourself with 25% off at ritual.com slash podcast.